Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode four of season two of Pat's Interference. So glad you chose to listen. We have not very much on the docket tonight. Two main things announcing the winners of the Patties, the 2015 College Football Award show that everybody was so nice to vote in last week. And Patrick and I discuss March Madness and fill out some brackets. Let's get right to it. This is Pat's Interference. Well, hey there, beautiful people. The polls are closed. Millions of votes were cast, and now it's time for the results of the first annual Patty's Award Show. You're listening to Pat's Interference. I am Patrick Brickman. And I am Patrick Norwood. Alongside us, Patrick, special Tulane's guest. Tulane's first and only Heisman winner, Parker Rhodes. <laughs> <laughs> that would be me. In all, in all, in all seriousness, the first ever guest we've ever had on. Still student. Oh, I'm excited. Fifth-year fifth senior to the University of Alabama. Oh, thanks Parker for bringing Rowe. up the fifth year. Appreciate that. He had a he had a medical hardship his freshman that's, year, so that's fair. Was, I redshirted yeah, my freshman year. He was year. kept on. <laughs> Houndstooth has it on shirt. record. No. How, of course, Houndstooth <laughs> would since you're there every other night. Houndstooth, great sponsor of Pat's Interference. That's a great <laughs> intro to episode four, season two of Pat's Interference. We are so happy you are with us. We are announcing the winners to the Patties tonight. Patrick, are you excited? I'm excited, but first I want Parker to introduce himself. Tell you, tell the viewers, viewers, listeners, a little bit about yourself, Parker. Yeah, so like you guys said, I'm a student at the University of Alabama right now. Uh, I grew up in the same uh, town as Patrick Norwood uh, in Franklin, Tennessee. Went to high. Yeah, all right. <laughs> went to, went to high school together, and uh, then I met Patrick Brickman at UA as well. And I'm graduating pretty soon, and about to go do big boy things. Yeah, I'll tell you something. If I have an Achilles heel, it's accounting. And Parker Rhodes saved me from failing accounting. Yeah. Patrick well, and I we not were the same, good We were number. in the same accounting class. No. Yeah. I'm good at math, but I'm not good at putting them up with businesses. I don't know. Something yeah. about accounting didn't mix with me. Parker's sure. a genius. Yeah. And he got me a C in that class. Yeah. No, I wouldn't say genius in accounting because I don't remember a single thing from that class either. I forgot anyway, all of that as soon as I graduated from it. Much appreciated regardless. <laughs> you can find us on social media, good people, on Twitter at PI underscore podcast, on Facebook at Pat's Interference, that's P-A-T apostrophe S interference, or at patsinterference.com. All of our episodes are also on iTunes. Eh, not all of them, Patrick. Not all of them. We've got no, aren't they? They're slowly are, diminishing until we build our archive, right? Yeah. Is that where we are? Yeah, our, our archive is, is still in the works, but if you need a past episode, if you want to listen to the episode after the LSU game, if you want to rip your heart out and listen to the episode after the Ole Miss game, <laughs> let us know. We have all of those in the archive. We can send them to you. It'll take a total of five minutes. You just got to let us know. Patrick, are you ready to get in? To the winners. I don't think I don't think we need to wait any longer. I, I mean, we've we, I we did the vote a little over a week ago. We were going to do it along with the Oscars, but I think with the primaries being in Florida today and more votes being cast and whatever the heck happened over there, right. uh, well, I guess and, this and you know the, the time is ripe. And golf too. Yeah, yeah, golf. So. Of course, golf. <laughs> Does not help. Okay, award number one, Patrick. <laughs> I'll let you take award number one since you came up with it. We called this. The Noel Divine Award, it was for the best high school tape in the nation that we saw. 
because remember back to the mid 2000s, Noel Devine. He was uh, he was being recruited by pretty much everyone, Alabama, Florida State. He ended up at West Virginia because of some relationship he had there. But he had what really launched like YouTube high school highlight tapes. Yeah. If if you yeah. still don't know what we're talking about, go back and watch that. It's still on YouTube. It's it's insane. Noel Devine. You threw out a name last week that I hadn't heard in a long time, and that was Pat White. Pat yeah, White, Pat White. That he West played Virginia on the team with Pat White. Well. Steve Slayton was on that team. Ooh, um, look at you throwing uh, out names on us. That was a good team. That was one of the better teams of that mid-2000s era that never won the national. Like before the SEC dominance came, and you know, back when Texas and USC and them were winning it, that was one of the teams that always had the talent but never quite got there. I like that West Virginia team a lot. Patrick, I'm, I'm thinking for next year's Patties, we should have an award called the Patrick Ewing Award which is best team to not win a championship. So you remember, Patrick <laughs> Ewing never won a championship. Neither did Dan Marino, but I guess we'll stick with the Patrick Ewing Award because okay. I'm a Dolphins fan. We oh. don't have enough Patricks anyway, so <laughs> yeah. throw in another of one. Course. Fair enough. Of course. All <laughs> anyway, right, so who were the nominees for the The Noah nominees Devine were Najee Harris and Ben Davis. The winner was Najee Harris. He received 75% of the vote. Patrick, are you surprised? No, I wasn't because uh, we got one running back versus a linebacker, and usually the running back is going to win the award. Najee Harris, by the way, Ben Davis is a current commit. He'll be in this upcoming. Uh, he'll be a freshman this year. Najee Harris is a current high school junior, going to be high school senior, uh, out in California. He's the number one high school recruit in the nation according to 247 Sports, and he's a Bama commit. So that's just background on who he is but yeah he's got that remember we were talking last time about that that jump juke that he does yep yeah yeah it's nice parker what did you think of the the two high school tapes that we nominated for this award yeah i mean i i agree completely with with who uh who everybody chose Najee harris the so i actually watched these clips for the first time about an hour ago or so and the um Najee harris the first 30 seconds of him is just is just six clips of him jumping over people, like literally just vaulting <laughs> over them. And it was beautiful. Um, the other one, I mean, he, he's going to be a great player. It was, um, but it was pretty standard from what I, from what I saw standard defensive plays, just nothing yeah. too wowing uh, about it. Ben Davis, uh, the other high school tape didn't receive very many votes, but his father, Wayne Davis was also a great player at Alabama. Uh, ben Davis going to be another one of those guys, Patrick. I, I compared him last week to CJ Mosley. He's just got more of that athletic build. Really excited to see what Ben Davis does, but it's hard to beat Najee Harris's uh, high school tape, especially uh, the face he makes at the beginning of the video, which is still one of the funniest <laughs> things I've seen in a long time. Patrick, go ahead and tell us about the second award winner. All right, so the format we're going to do, we're going to go through the awards, then we're going to ask our campus correspondent slash three-time Heisman winner Parker Rhodes uh, <laughs> if the voters got it right. Quick, quick side note about Parker Rhodes. Uh, if you'll remember back to his amazing, I want to say 2006 season, probably the best athletic feat in history that I've ever heard of. He won the yeah, Maxwell, the Heisman, the Naismith, and the Stanley Cup all in one year. Parker I mean, Rhodes. It's just, it's just the, insane. One also of the won few, Wimbledon that year. Yeah. One of the few, That's true. I forgot about that. One of the few athletes at Alabama that has his feet, hand, and face print. And the cement around Denny Chimes. The face print uh, was not on purpose. It wasn't. Um, no. It was an interesting day. We'll there. just leave it at that. So, oh, <laughs> I am so glad that you're our first ever guest, Parker. <laughs> I'm pumped. It's been good. Talk about talk about bringing in the Michael Jordan of guests. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. award number two. 
Uh, we, we dubbed the I'm a Man Award. Remember, Mike Riley. I'm a man. I'm 40. Was Talk it Mike Riley or Mike Gundy? It's Mike Gundy. Right? Oh, I think it's it was Mike Gundy. Gundy. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Mike yeah. Gundy. Mike go. Gundy, what was he? Uh, Oklahoma State? Oklahoma yep. State. Still is. Oklahoma State. Okay. Mike Gundy, um, one of the most infamous sound bites in college football history. So we had three nominees for that, all of them coming from Alabama because – we're going to be honest with you. We didn't listen to every soundbite from every coach <laughs> slash player on every team. But we do know that Nick Saban is chock full of quotes. So if you'll remember, he had really two that stuck. Really three, but we nominated two along with one from Jonathan Allen. First one, he was talking about uh, playing cupcakes. And we were looking ahead to, what was it, LSU or Auburn? It was Auburn. It was when he uh, was at Georgia State, he was describing as running through Alabama like shit through a tin horn. Yep. Georgia Southern, right? Georgia Southern. Georgia, Georgia Southern, Southern. Georgia State. Georgia State's a good program. Georgia Southern with that option yeah. that they run. Triple and then, option. I, think it was, I was talking about the 2011 team that, that they yeah. put up like 300-something yards, maybe 400-something yards on Alabama. Well, and you got to remember, this was, this was 12 hours after Alabama learns that Oklahoma State's been upset by Iowa State. I was with Parker that night, actually. We had gone to Moe's, had planned on going to the Alabama basketball game. Oof. Decided not to because the Iowa State-Oklahoma State game looked like it was getting a little close. Went back to our dorm, finished our Moe's burritos, watched that game, and celebrated. Great night. Still one of my favorite night, uh, favorite college night memories uh, in Tuscaloosa. Just yeah, that, 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 that was one of, one of the first games where I – really got invested into into Alabama football like and it wasn't even an Alabama game I just realized like watching or listening to these other teams play and I was so invested in the outcome of them because of how it would influence Alabama football and it was just like it kind of sticks with you yeah my night wasn't as as exciting I was babysitting I had just gotten my then girlfriend now wife a puppy nice she was out of town so I spent the entire week and at her place dog sitting a maybe six week old puppy uh, number two quote <laughs> was Saban uh, after the uh, the Georgia game. Yep. We destroyed Georgia after losing the previous week to Ole Miss or two weeks prior actually to Ole Miss, and he said that uh, that, that the the um, the team did it for the fans. He sure as heck didn't do it for the media because y'all had us dead and gone. If if it was up to y'all, we'd be dead in the water. We didn't do it for y'all. We did it for the fans. That one. Y'all had us dead is what we named it. And then Jonathan Allen uh, during media days just saying to the media straight up, I'm sorry. I, I just – I don't like y'all. No offense. Yeah. So Pretty good. how are we going to decide who wins this? Because we got 40% both Saban quotes and only 20% Allen. But we well, got to decide on a winner. There are no ties here in the patties. We, we have had another vote come in not on Twitter, Patrick. That oh, was is that right? Written. Written. To me, and the winner of this award is Saban's quote about shit through a tin horn. So forty-five percent of the vote went to Saban saying shit through a tin horn. Parker, what's your analysis on this? This is actually one of the tougher ones, in my opinion. Like, because so shit through a tin horn. I watch that clip and I laugh every single time. It's just hysterical. But honestly, I think I got to go with the the y'all had us dead uh, quote just because it kind of it kind of hits you in that emotional sense. Like I, I've for five years, I've been watching Alabama football and what he, what he says kind of has a lot of merit to it that like 
every single time that we lose or even where we're winning there are just so many people that that doubt what our teams can do and just um discredit us or try and um throw us under the bus but uh, it was just kind of great and i love watching saban go off on the media that's one of my the greatest things about alabama football is is saban just hating on the media so i gotta go with that one one of my dreams is to have saban go off on me yeah yeah yeah, i could i could die then it would be no problem yeah yeah okay so parker doesn't agree with the voters which is not a bad thing but parker is our campus correspondent slash 11 time nba mvp (laughs) so now we're going to uh i want to say that we we might have left out a nominee but I still don't know that it was as strong as Saban's other two, and we couldn't put up three Saban quotes. But Ask the Coke Bottle, I think, might be the one from the season that people remember the most. Yeah, uh, really, more than shit through a tin horn, really. Fans outside of Al- like just outside of um, the state of Alabama, I think we were because it was so off the wall. Ask that one, I saw more headlines made of it. Ask Fair the enough. Coke Bottle. Fair enough. But anyway, so you came up with award number three, which was a doozy. Uh, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, the Zero to Hero Award, Most Improved Player. We had a lot of options, Patrick, on this one. Uh, your winner, and I, I still to this day do not know where the double letter lies in this guy's name. So every time I type it, I put a double letter in everything. So two M's, two C's, two A's, two F's, two E's, two R's, two E's again, two Y's. Christian McCaffrey, 59% of the vote wins as the most improved college football player of the 2015 season. Patrick, I think when you saw the award, I think you saw that coming when you saw the three yeah. nominees. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, how could you not? I mean, we had Adam Griffith on there, and that would have been a great option because, you know, Patrick, you and I talked about it last week. Parker, I know you and I have talked about it. Yeah. We wanted that guy off the team third week of the year. I mean, we wanted him gone. I didn't care if I ever saw his name again. And then he kind of somewhat became a savior the last few games of the season. Oh yeah, who who was our kicker in uh, in 2011 again? I can't. Even, I've Cade blo- Foster. Cade, Cade Foster. Foster. I've I've blocked that name out of my memory. But I the first couple weeks, I absolutely thought Adam Griffith is just another Cade Foster. Like sure. he's gonna ruin us. We're gonna lose three games this season because he can't make a field goal. And then I was completely shocked that by the end of this the the season like he was hitting him from 40 45 and every single time i was like oh he's got it no he problem. A, was it 52 a, against auburn that i was gonna yeah. say the 52 yarder against lsu too right before halftime yeah he killed oh, him. yeah that was a huge yeah. kick but no christian mccaffrey i think is the right choice here i, um, I agree with that like uh i mean as, as we could have included players there. from other teams as well but i think there was one guy uh, through the scope of college football that was gonna win it yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah. So I, I think we're all in concurrence with that one. I, I, I don't know how you can really justify somebody else. Patrick, move on to the next award. The this Marcus is my Dupree favorite award. award. This uh, is my favorite award. I, I think um, we can rename this award next year, Patrick. We can you and I officially, about it. We can officially rename the award. We called it the Marcus Dupree Award. If you remember the – I just burped there. It's a podcast. You can do whatever you want. It's okay. There's uh, no FTC rules. There's no rule. Exactly. There's exactly. no rules. Marcus Dupree Award, uh, we call it because of the most overhyped. you remember the 30 for 30, the greatest that never was, the ESPN movie. So we named it that with an asterisk that we're probably going to name the award after who wins it this year. So most overhyped player. And at first I thought it was a runaway, and then we nominated a couple dudes that I was like, actually, they've got a strong case. So – we nominated Jeremy Johnson, who I thought was just preseason the winner. Um, 
Cardale Jones, which made me go, well, Cardale Jones did go from probably a first-round draft pick to who knows where he's going to go. Tennessee, because we all needed a good laugh. <laughs> and Duke Williams, who's not didn't even finish the season on the team. No. So No, he did not. Jeremy Johnson did get two-thirds of the vote, 67%. Um, out of how many votes came in? 250 million votes came in for that one. Yep, yep. And, and Jeremy Johnson, two-thirds of those. Two-thirds of them. So I think – I think next year, year it's a Jeremy Johnson award, right? Jeremy Johnson award. But oh, remember, he's going to win the Heisman. He's the next Cam Newton. Of course. Don't, 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 because if we talk like that, it will happen. Okay. It will happen. No, I'm just I'm – just, I'm telling you. Okay. As a stupid young freshman, every week, my buddy Kyle and I would sit back and go, Auburn is not the number 12 team in the country next week. Auburn is not number eight. Come on. Next week. Auburn is not number four. What is going on? And it's just karma. Karma. Okay. I, I just <laughs> – I, Patrick, it's Jeremy Johnson. Are you kidding me? I'm messing with you. Jeremy Johnson's not even going to start. No. No. <laughs> He won't come off the bench other than to be a scrambling quarterback on option plays or for the scout team. A little bit of Auburn inside knowledge here. Um, Malzana has been raving about John Franklin the third, the transfer, the three-star player coming out of high school because, get this, he can run. I've Parker, heard, did the voters I've get heard, it right? I've heard that he's like Nick Marshall. Because he can, what was that, run. Right. And where is Nick Marshall now? Uh, getting burned in the NFL. I Playing... saw Julio Jones eat him alive. No, Roddy White eat him alive in person, actually. Roddy White's like double his age, too, right? But funny, Nick Marshall is actually their kick returner. Really? He is their kick returner. He returned every single kickoff for the Jacksonville Jaguars at the game I went to. Well, that's the Jaguars for you. He's got. A, I mean, he's got a job. He's you know he's on it. He's, he's hey. made the roster. Good hey. for him. But yeah, he's going to be more he's than not Jeremy Johnson in a year. That is absolutely true. Uh, Parker, did the voters get it right on award number four? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, wasn't even a question. I still love that 33% of the people voted for Tennessee. I almost would have <laughs> voted for them just because it's freaking hilarious. Because every single year, I mean, Patrick Norwood and I, we, I mean, we grew up in Tennessee, and every single year we had to put up with the Tennessee Vols. We're going to be number one. We're going we're gonna to win everything this year. We're going to win national championship. We're going to send, like, 20 players to the draft. It's going to be amazing. Every year we heard the exact same thing. So it's great to, to hear them say that again and then get knocked down another level. Just just taking down a peg. Just, just, just taking down a get, peg. Get, get but down. on the same note, you could have put Auburn. If you're going to put Tennessee, Auburn could have been nominated. Oh, yeah, but like we said, absolutely. we just don't want to put another Auburn. Yeah, but that, yeah, that would have been that would have been 75% of the choices would have been Auburn or Auburn-related. So <laughs> I feel like that's a little bit mean. I, I here's, here's a bold prediction for next season, Patrick. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna drop this nugget and we're gonna leave it. Ready? Jalen Hurd will be up for the Jeremy Johnson Award this time next year. Ooh. Ooh. More than Josh Dobb? Uh yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. I'd huh. say so. All right. All right. There's a bold prediction, or uh, I, I guess a, a premature prediction, but we'll see. We'll Award think. number five was your was your favorite? Or did you say this one was yes. your favorite? This was my favorite. The Jared Lorenzen Award. For those of you who don't remember Jared Lorenzen, he was Kentucky's quarterback. What year was that, Patrick? 2004? It was 2000? somewhere, yeah, mid-2000-ish. Yeah, 2003, early, 2004. Something like that. Also known as the round mound of touchdown. QBs. 
I, I mean, this the nicknames go Pillsbury on. Pillsbury Throwboy. The Pillsbury Throwboy <laughs> is a great nickname. Uh, I like it. Gerald Lorenzen Award goes to our favorite big man of the season. Patrick, I was pulling for Jake Butt because his name makes me laugh. I, I was too. I was so disappointed to see that Jake Butt didn't win. But how can I, you be disappointed when our man Ashawn Robinson wins with 50% of the vote? You would think that most of the people that follow us are Alabama fans. You would think. You would think. I guess I can't complain. Ashawn Robinson is a 20-year-old trapped in a 59-year-old's body. And he plays tight end. <laughs> But wins tight end of the year. How is that not just the... Ugh. I'm disappointed in the voters. Pa- uh, Parker, what do you think? Uh, I got, got to give it to Sean Robinson on that one. I mean, oh, I think that's pretty clear. Uh, even with the Alabama bias, of course. But, I mean, just watching that guy play, he is a freaking monster. Did He's... you watch Jake Butt play this year? Have not. Okay, so, so you're, <laughs> we, got, we got the name Jake Butt. I love Ashawn Robinson. Don't get me wrong. I he do was too. great for our defense. Sure. But he's not even that much different than other defensive tackles in the way he looks. I mean, I you know, that I felt like a homer pick because you got Jake Butt and then Laquan McGowan who was just the, oh. the weirdest looking guy just a, for his like, position. It's like Grimace from McDonald's put on football pads. Shout out loves to dunk. Shout out loves to dunk. Carson Birdsong, if you're listening, I love you to pieces, man, but Good lord. Anyway. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, Ashawn Robinson. Uh, go Ashawn check your Rob- mail soon. You'll be yeah. getting a patty in the in the mail. All right, Patrick. You you may want to you may want to call Lane in here for this next one. This is her award. You've named it the wife award. She well, said. Well, we're sitting here. At, I'm. It's midnight our time. I don't think she's awake, so I don't think she's gonna want to wake up to come uh, present this. Now, award, now that but... you mentioned that, uh, Patrick, we got to pause real quick. We're at the 20, about the 21 and a half minute mark here on Pat's Interference, Season 2, Episode 4. Just want to give a quick birthday shout out to Parker Rhodes. You're oh, hey. officially 23 years old. Oh, shoot. That happened. Today. Yeah. Cool. So, as soon as we get done with this podcast, episode, we, we can go eat a cupcake and or have a there. beer. Happy birthday, Parker. I appreciate happy it. Happy birthday to you. All right. Moving on. <laughs> uh, we call this the Wife Award because Patrick. Asked his wife to give us an award, and she said, "And I quote, best freshman." Which no, one? it was no, it was it was. We were we were walking on the beach, and I, I asked her for like somebody that doesn't follow football. What kind of kind of award would they be interested in hearing? But you could see the wheels turning in her head as she tried to come up with something maybe somebody that knew about football would say. So she just said, "Best recruit." Close. Which then we kind of just I was like, well, what do you? They rank. They already rank recruits, so we're just going to go ahead and call it the Best Impact Freshman, the Wife Award, which was a runaway. I think this one won by the largest margin. Uh, I believe you're right. I believe you're right. Maybe another homer pick. Patrick, who won this one? I wouldn't call this one a homer pick as much as Ashawn Robinson. This was with 77% of the 1.3 trillion votes cast. Calvin Ridley, runaway winner. Runaway winner. Over Christian Kirk, Josh Rosen, and Derwin James. For those of you interested, Calvin Ridley ran a 4-3-4-40 the other day. Jesus. Where was this? Was this unofficial or official? This... I just, I'm not like trying to bash it. I just want to know. No, 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 no. This was reported uh, by Bama Online. Uh, they released times for he, 
Uh, Robert Foster ran a 4.35, and Ardarius Stewart ran a 4.43, according to Bama Online. Fun little tidbit about Calvin Ridley. He is older by a month than Ezekiel Elliott, who was draft eligible. You the other day, and I was shocked. And to be honest, didn't believe you till I looked it up for myself. On Reddit, right? Yeah, but you're right. Yeah. There was this whole discussion about uh, um, Calvin Ridley's older than Ezekiel Elliott. For some, like Calvin Ridley, I, th- they, I read he's like from Cuba and was held back a couple times or something about his grades, you know, when he was young. And so he's, yeah, he's, uh, I think it was about the same age as Derrick Henry, but he's going to be a true sophomore. It's, sports are weird. Uh, Parker, <laughs> what do you think weird. about Calvin Ridley winning the Wife Award? Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. I think he's got a, a great career ahead of him at Alabama, and I think he's going to uh, – I kind of see a, a little bit of a young Julio Jones almost in him. Uh, and... Do you compare him more to Julio or Amari Cooper? Oh, shoot, that's difficult. Um, I think he's got the best of kind of both of them. Like, I mean, he's got just the, the straight-up speed in the hands of uh, of Amari, that, and then he can make some amazing catches as well, just like Julio did, some ridiculous behind-the-back one-handed catch. But, yeah. Um, yeah, especially how how he he performed at the end of the season and in the playoffs and in the the national championship game, he was just amazing. Uh, he yeah. he looked like a guy that had been playing on the team for for four years, and so I'm excited to see him the next couple of years. He's what one... got me with Ridley, or you go go ahead, Norwood. I, no, I was just gonna say that he's one of those guys that I just hope can stay healthy because I want to see how yeah, he can absolutely. Get. What struck me about him was he's not the. He's not short, but he's not also the tallest. He's not a, the biggest receiver like Julio was. He's probably a little bit smaller at this point than Amari Cooper was in his career. But at this point, being a true freshman, I think he's better than the other two were at contested catches. You know what? Like yeah, yeah, the catches that he was making on Florida in the end zone, and he made one against Michigan State, Georgia. I want to say he had a couple. The the it's only just like the only time I really remember. I mean, Julio did it a lot, but that was just because Julio was bigger. Amari wasn't that much bigger, but I remember one catch Amari had in the 2012 SEC Championship against Georgia. Do you remember this when he jumped over Vicari yes. Rambo? Yeah. Yes. Uh, it was somewhere around midfield. Alabama really needed – they were in desperate need of a first down on a third and long, and he just went up and snagged over Vicari Rambo. And I thought at that time, we're never going to see this again. And then Calvin Ridley did it twice in the same quarter against Florida in the SEC Championship game. Don't forget um, uh, Cooper making uh, Vernon Hargreaves look silly his senior year. Yeah. Man, we've had some luck. At, people like to talk about our wealth at, at running back. but And linebacker. Even outside of those three, wide receiver, man. Yeah. We've had some good ones. Yeah. We've had some good ones. Absolutely. The, the biggest thing that I think is going to be important for Ridley going forward, though, he need, he need hopefully he's going to have a quarterback the next three years that can put it in his bread basket because um, – I mean, like with Julio, you could always count on him. If the pass was behind him, he'd find a way to make it, uh, to bring it down. But yeah. um, Ridley, I think he's got good hands, but compared to Julio or even Amari, um, I'm interested to see how he develops. And I, I think uh, he may struggle with that going forward if he doesn't have a great quarterback with him. Hands All right, so both, both, players big, gonna have a, yeah. both players are going to have a better, a new quarterback next year. Um New season, new slate. Who's going to have a better season, Calvin Ridley or Christian Kirk? And remember, Robert Foster's coming back. That's why I wanted to throw that out there. Oh, Who's man. Kirk's new quarterback going to be? He's going to have Trevor Knight, the guy from uh, Oklahoma, right. that tore, tore us a new one a couple years ago. Yeah, but let's yeah, not talk about right. that. You know, I, 
Patrick, until Alabama names a starting quarterback, I'm not really sure yeah, I can accurately I answer that question. That's a question I will be able to answer for you week two, I'm hoping. Uh, but as of right now, I really am not sure that I can give you a straight-up answer on that. All right, well, let's move to the next award, the closest award we had. Very close. I was surprised this was so close. Were you? I was t- I was too. I didn't agree with the with option C being I mean I, I kind of agreed with them being on there but I don't think the, the award is the Tebow award which is most likely to bust or most likely to not pan out in the NFL. We had three dudes, Robert Kimdichie, Connor Cook, Braxton Miller. You could probably now throw Dak Prescott on that list. Yeah. Um DUI recipient. <laughs> anyway, those were the three and I agree with the three being on there. So who I'm going to let you tell us the results because this is this is our closest one closest vote which patrick you and i both called the winner last week we called it um lots of people have been saying that this guy's got leadership issues some scouts starting to worry about his throwing motion it's connor cook michigan state quarterback i mean you look over on the sideline during that playoff game against alabama connor cook is not exactly exuding positive leadership there um I, I really thought this was going to be a runaway. I, I, You know, you very obviously like Braxton Miller a lot. I think he's a great athlete. I'm just not sure he's going to pan out. Robert. Well, Kim imagine Gucci him on, like, the Patriots of... or Seahawks. I, I could see him having success with on, on a team if he falls in the right area. I don't think Connor Cook would be good for anybody he plays with in the NFL. I'm just not sure that he's going to pan out. I don't, I'm not either. I'm not either. Him I, being I, Braxton I think he was Miller. better in college than Kirk Cousins was, but I don't think – he uh, he projects, uh, this is, you know, I mean, if you're drafting a, a quarterback, you hope that he turns into a top 10 guy in the world at his position. I don't yeah. see that ever being Connor Cook. Yeah, uh, I mean. Or I any do, of the guys in this draft. I, I don't matter, know. But especially I, him. You mentioned Nick Marshall returned kicks last year, so I've got to sit. I, it's hard for me to sit there and be like, well, Braxton Miller is not going to. I think he'll play the next few years. I'm just not sure he's going to pan out. Well, nobody said. Nobody thought Nick Mar. First of all, Nick Marshall went to the draft as a corner. Nobody, nobody's going to draft him at quarterback. Braxton Miller will be a top two, maybe, especially top three, but probably top two round pick. So you got to think he's going to have some expectations. Kimdichi was a top ten pick until it's, he got busted for the pot. It's and then just Connor discipline. Cook, it's just preseason discipline was, was 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 top ten until he, uh, you know, kind of flamed out to the end of the season. Sure. Parker, who you got on this award? Braxton Miller. Uh, my my prediction with that for going forward is I I'm I'd almost give this to or rename this award to be the RG three award. I, I just I kind of I kind of have the feeling Ross. that Braxton Miller Miller like uh, that's just all I can picture is him being the next RG three that just he has maybe one a great rookie season and everybody loves him and um, whether it's because of, of injury or just he doesn't pan out he's I, I think he's gonna Dwindle or the into yeah yeah i i mean that's a that's a good call it'll, it'll be interesting yeah. to watch and who knows he could go out and break a bunch of records next yeah. year too we never know but yeah. i mean Patrick, honestly i think i think connor cook as well is gonna have a, a rough go of it he's gonna have to really turn things around but I'm, i think i'm going with braxton miller on this one fair enough patrick jack in the box award biggest surprise Sweet nominated we nominated three for this one, yeah, Jack in the. So I guess we called it the biggest surprise. Um, I guess because Jack in the Box has surprised you. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> the Texas recruiting class 
remember they were not ranked too high, and then they, they just got a ton of dudes on signing day. LSU not firing Les Miles when everybody and their mother had written that they would, or call Leonard Fournette being – Exactly. Or Leonard Fournette being held to only 31 yards in the biggest game of his season against Alabama when he was currently the runaway Heisman winner. By a, a large margin, people had Leonard Fournette crushing – If the Heisman had been voted on that day, he would have been the biggest – most runaway landslide winner in history absolutely absolutely More so than... that being said with 62 percent of the vote leonard fournette's 31 yards against alabama take away the biggest surprise of the season parker are you surprised by this award yeah absolutely uh, i mean by by the results no but i mean i i definitely agree with that but I walked into that game thinking Fournette was going to put up 200 or so, 150 on us, something ridiculous. I just knew that our defense was going to struggle against him. Um, so to see him just get shut down like that, I was pleased but completely shocked. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I agree with you on that. Patrick, what do you think? If I had voted for it, which I didn't vote for any of these myself, um, not that it really were, really would have mattered when you're getting – 17 quintillion votes but that's true um uh i would have voted for lsu not firing less miles just i remember back from from following the story it we we probably spent 30 minutes talking about it that i mean we barely talked about alabama football that whole week because that was that was the week where there's a ton of breaking news there's a lot of stuff yeah and so uh, LSU, we talked maybe 30 minutes that day, and it was just a foregone conclusion that LSU was moving on. But uh, it, it was mishandled by the school. It was mishandled by the pencil pushers at the school and uh, their PR department. It was a PR disaster. So the, the thing with I that, the, for that. I, I almost chose that one, but looking back at um, and what we were talking about earlier with, uh, with what, how Saban interacts with the media, I mean, I've learned to not – trust what the media says so i mean i knew that there was all this media going on about how they're getting rid of him and that's all that we heard for like three weeks in a row but at the same time taking a step back you look at what les miles has done and i was like they'd be so stupid it would be the dumbest move in all of college football to get rid of this guy so i kind of had that not i had that idea that he was he was going to stay in the end it, it's just the, the biggest surprise about it though isn't the fact that they kept him that's not surprising. The surprising part is the fact that everyone knew he was gone, and then they didn't get rid of him. Yeah. That's what's surprising about it. Apparently they were flirting with Jimbo Fisher, and when Jimbo Fisher said he wasn't going there, that's when they I'm not <laughs> Jimbo right. Fisher Whatever. took about two seconds to yeah. respond to that email. It was like, yeah, it no. Took, <laughs> yeah, he waited till he could get more money from FSU, and that's yeah, what Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Patrick, the Do You Believe in Miracles Award for the favorite moment, because that's my favorite sport moment in history, 1980 Lake Placid Games, uh, USA defeats the USSR, Roll America. The winner of this award with 46% of the vote is who? Fourth and 25. They, 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 okay, the Arkansas, sorry, Arkansas converting a 4th and 25 against Ole Miss and then winning the game in overtime, which opened the door for Alabama to slide into the SEC championship, win that game, go to the playoff, and win the national championship. Huge, biggest play of the season for Alabama was that. Yeah, maybe even more besides we had the Griffith onside kick in the national championship. Yep. 
and then the windmill celebration when Michigan State beat Ohio State Classic. and knocked them out of the playoff. Sure. One of the best celebrations we've ever seen. Oh, yeah. Or Keenan Reynolds, little old nine, number 19, Keenan Reynolds of Navy, breaking the all-time touchdown record. Great moment. Great That was pretty moment. cool, too. Yeah. But from just pure, like, holy cow, I just don't believe what I just saw standpoint, it's got to be fourth and 25. Got to be. It's got to be. I mean, that— Because that... Hunter Henry just threw the ball about— 14 yards backwards right into the hands of Alex Collins, who caught it again behind the line of scrimmage and then ran 25 yards. Yeah. Yeah. Granted, one of the more athletic over-the-head throws that I've ever seen, but still pretty good. Yeah, I I agree with that. I mean, I I remember I was watching this at a a friend's place, and I think this game came on right before the LSU game, if I'm not mistaken, and – Watching this game was the end of this game, and watching that play was almost more exciting than watching the LSU game for me because I was just so invested in this wanting Ole Miss to lose, and it was great. But another thing that I just thought of, too, that um, you guys didn't even put on this list that I think should be on this list, and I would put it number two, is the uh, the Michigan uh, Michigan State, the end of that game. Michigan oh, why, State. Don't you just do this, why don't you just do this part? Podcast, yeah, it's just Parker. so easy then. Well, you guys should do your job better. How about that? Fair enough. I'm the guest I mean, on the show and have him do your job for you? Come on now. That No, that's no, actually, just, you're, you're probably right. That probably should have been on there uh, because that game was over. Yeah. Yep. I mean, that, that was that was the end of regulate. All he had to do was catch the snap and take a knee and yeah. the game was over. Yep. Yeah, that was without a doubt the most what the crap just happened moment that in one might have the actually entire won, season, that was, I think. More people were watching that game. That oh, yeah. was primetime game. Yeah, that was the day we played Texas A&M, right? It was. It was. I was in Mobile. I remember it very vividly because we, we were uh, we were at a we were at a bar, and as soon as the Alabama game ended, they immediately switched over to that game. Yeah. And it was the play before the punt, and it was just the we couldn't believe it. We could not believe what we'd just seen. It was pretty shocking. It was pretty shocking. Oh yeah. But. Nevertheless, 4th and 25 takes 46% of the vote. I still think that's more – I don't know. It had more impact on the – what on the, the final what happened in the rest of the season. Yeah, that's Although, right. had Michigan won that game, Michigan State would not have been in the playoff. Fair enough. College football's weird. It is. It's strange. It's strange. It's, so, a, weird, uh, it's a weird sport. Oh, Award 11, we called it the 84 BYU Surprise Team of the Year Award. This is my favorite award name of all time. See, Patrick, I told you people would get it. <laughs> you, you, a big, you a big BYU fan, Parker? No, I, I grew up as a BYU fan. Not so much anymore, but my, my, my dad is a big one. and they, Trust me, I've heard all about the 84 BYU team. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you. Happy, well, then let's, let's let Parker do this award. Go ahead, Parker. So uh, with 58% of the vote, it looks like Iowa wins this one over Houston, North Carolina, and Ole Miss. And I think that's the clear victor. Like, there's there's no question in that one. Iowa, nobody expected them to do anything to be in the top four in the last week of the season. Like, that's just unreal. That team was a play away from the playoff. Oh, they, I, they should have been in. I still contend that, that the refs blew that game and they, they should have been in, but... We'll yeah. leave that for another podcast episode. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I, I loved Houston as an option. I don't, I didn't, 
I don't think they deserve the award, but I still like them as an option for this award. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think I think their votes were based on how they ended the year and not their body of work. Because Iowa ended the year barely losing to Michigan State and then getting you know stomped by uh, Stanford in the bowl game. Houston ended the year. I don't remember who they lost to, but then they ended the year stomping Florida State in the bowl game. So, uh, you know, it's my same argument against why I think Henry deserved the award over Christian McCaffrey because people were really remembering his last two games instead of his whole season. But right, <sighs> you know, I, I guarantee you, if the vote, we're not going to get it in the Heisman. No, nope. Henry deserved that thing. He did. He absolutely Touch that thing, did. too. Touch that thing, foe. <laughs> Your favorite guy. My favorite guy. You you sent me a text here that you were pretty upset because someone had insulted your favorite guy. Somebody had insulted uh, Courtney Upshaw on his scouting report as a free agent. And um, he, he's leaving the Ravens this year, which is tough to see because I like the Ravens. Sure. Ozzie Newsom runs a, pro, a good program. But uh, the insider scoop on... Everything Courtney Upshaw is that the Indianapolis Colts are the front ride, front runner to eventually sign him. I'd like to see him in a Colts jersey. Sure. Make up for a little of the uh, – put a couple Band-Aids on the wounds that Trent Richardson might have left for those fans. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, by the way, Houston Excuse me. lost to UConn 2017. UConn. You can't lose to UConn to beat the surprise <laughs> team of the year. Fair enough. All right. Award 12, Appalachian State Award, the biggest upset. I'll let you take this one. Memphis beats Ole Miss. Parker, I agree with that one. Tennessee repping. <laughs> Memphis takes down Ole Miss. I agree with that one, too. They received 33% of the vote. So, Patrick, actually, this was our closest margin of victory. Uh, oh, yeah, you're right. 33% of the vote. Parker, what do you think about this? What do you remember from this game? Yeah, so, I mean, have, having a team like Memphis, a team the the year to year, I mean, it, they're, they're one of those teams that it's like you hear their name and, yeah, they're, they're a team, right? But if you don't hear somebody talking about them, you completely forget about their existence. So to have them come out and beat a – big sec team a team that had beaten alabama like that's just unreal um that doesn't happen very often so i'd definitely give it to them as well although yep. the team that came in the one that came in last is the one that i might have voted for yeah i which agree was with that texas too. beating oklahoma because texas was a dumpster fire and they beat their arch rival in that weird oh, noon yeah. kickoff game but but the the thing about that is like you said it's a rivalry game and yeah with with rivalry games as we all know like Anything can happen. A, yeah. a, a winless team can easily beat an undefeated team if it's a rivalry game. Sure. Um, sure. Yeah, no, I, I I, completely thought it'd be Texas and Oklahoma. Texas over Oklahoma. I could not believe. And you, do you remember how happy Charlie Strong was after that day? People were talking about Charlie Strong like he was the next Nick Saban. Now they're talking about firing him yet again. That, well, that's why, that's why he was so excited. He was like, I get to keep my job yeah, another week. Right? Seriously, yep. that saved his job. Yeah. Oh yeah, that definitely saved a job. That's like, that's like, um, 
if 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 Malzahn were to be having a terrible year next year, but they somehow beat Alabama and Bryant Denny, oh yeah, Malzahn you can, you can't stay. fire him. Right Auburn now. can go yeah. four and eight, but if one of those wins is against Alabama, Malzahn yeah, is staying in Auburn. An undefeated so, Alabama. Remember, Oklahoma was undefeated in that game. Yeah, that was their only loss going into the playoffs. Their yeah, only so loss. Right. Yeah. So I mean, it's just that's that's a huge win. That's a huge win. All right. Last day of school award, most anticipated nap matchup, or as Patrick, you call it. Oh, what did I write down? It was like. <laughs> the Chick-fil-A Goodyear College Football Classic kickoff fun run race for the cure award. That's what it was. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. I, I've rehearsed that many a time in my head between last week and this week. The winner of this award, the most anticipated matchup for next year, Oklahoma versus Ohio State. Patrick, you and I got in a pretty heated discussion last week about this one. <laughs> yeah, I was pissed because you wanted to discount the FSU all Miss game. You weren't, you were not in your right mind that night. Is that the same <laughs> FSU team that lost to a two and five Georgia Tech team at home? <laughs> it's going to be a completely different team next year. Anyway, forty-six uh, percent of the vote goes to Oklahoma versus Ohio State. We got Bob Stoops and Urban Meyer. Parker, you're a huge Urban Meyer fan, right? Yeah. Okay. Incorrect, I, but <laughs> I have to interject and say that FSU versus Ole Miss got more votes than Alabama versus USC. I'm not surprised by that. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, Bama, Bama USC. I'm putting aside my Bama bias, of course. Like, In 2017, think... 2017 FSU versus Bama to kick off the season is going to be a monster. That's going to be incredible. That game is but, going to that, be awesome. That will be F, that will be Alabama's toughest non-conference game in the Saban tenure, and I can tell oh, yeah. you that right now. Ooh. Outside of the playoffs, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, outside of the playoffs. Don't get I me. Mean, yes, yes. Yeah. Ohio State last yeah. year, sure. No, I, I see that. I, I'm interested to see what kind of recruiting class Florida State can have between here and now. I know it's going to be a good one, but I just yeah. want to see how good, you know? Well, Jimbo learned from Nick Saban on how to recruit, and he's out recruited them, according to ESPN, last year, but <laughs> mm. the other services had Nick Saban still. Is playing. that the same uh, ESPN fellows that told us that Les Miles was going to get fired for a week and a half? What was it, Joe Lenardi? No, it wasn't Joe Lenardi. Who was the one that was really spearheading that? Anyway, I don't remember who was spearheading it. Uh, Oklahoma versus Ohio State, I, I think, think it was, was Joe the right Shad. Call, though. Joe Shad. Joe, Joe Shad. Shad, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Joe Shad, the uh... – anyway. Parker... Sorry, Lenardi. Didn't mean to throw your name out there. Parker, you're looking forward to this Oklahoma-Ohio State game, though, right? Yeah, it's going to be a good one. I, I definitely would have picked that one as well. Uh, it's the – in my opinion, the best team in the Big Ten versus the best team in the Big 12. Just going to be a hard-hitting game. If you like defense, this one's going to be a good one. If you like some some fast runners, it's it's going to be really good, I think. Yeah. yeah do, you know, no. do you know when this game is played? Is it early in the season? Third week of the season, I think September 16th. Okay. Is that game? I'm not positive on that. Uh, that'll be fun too, because I mean, it's it's one of those early games that could have playoff um, implications, but um, at the same time, it's not. It's one of those like w- either one of these teams could lose this game and still make it to the playoffs. It'll be interesting. Featuring sure. my preseason Heisman pick, by the way. Say that one more time for me. My my preseason Heisman pick. JT Ooh. Barrett. JT Barrett. Ooh. I like will it. will be my Heisman pick for next year. I like no it. No Braxton Miller, no Cardale Jones, no Ezekiel <laughs> Elliott. He will be the offense. What about uh? What about Jeremy Johnson? Uh, <laughs> he's gonna. F- it's gonna be close. Here's uh, here's my uh, surprise pick for that. I'm not saying he's gonna win. I'm not saying he's even gonna be invited. But towards the end, I think he'll be in the top five consideration. Calvin Ridley. Maybe. 
Like you said earlier, it depends on who can get him the ball. Exactly. If, if, if we can find a quarterback, I think Calvin Ridley's in the top five for Heisman towards the end. I'm not sure I'll say I have a tr- I have trouble seeing a true sophomore receiver in there, though. Yeah, it's going to be tough. It's and, already tough. And I don't, I'm not even convinced. Well, then, what, what was I'm McCaffrey? Not even convinced McCaffrey that, was a freshman, right? He's I'm not even convinced back. that Ridley's the best receiver on our team. That's a good point. I think Robert Foster could sneak up and get Ridley. I think Robert Foster, if he's healthy, could take back that number one spot. The uh, Oklahoma-Ohio State game played in Norman, Oklahoma on September 17th this year. A mere six months from now. Uh, Moving on to the last award, then Patrick, you and I got to really rip through this bracket. One of my favorite awards because it's named after one of my favorite people, the Rob Norwood Award. Brightest future. This kid's a walking success story. Works on Wall Street. If you've seen Wolf of Wall Street, you know this kid's story. Not really. Uh, pretty <laughs> he much also looks just like you. The most tame, straight-edge individual I've ever met. <laughs> Does nothing but work, sleep, and eat. Uh, love the kid to death. Walking success story. Brightest future award. The people have spoken. I agree with the people, Patrick. Michigan takes home 36% of the vote. And how could they not? Jim Harbaugh, those recruiting classes they're pulling in. The athletes they're pulling in. Parker, do you have any problem with Michigan winning the Rob Norwood Award? Oh, I do. I would have put them second. I honestly think Georgia, um, maybe not next year, but you didn't specify how long the future in this uh, this sure. award is. But sure. I think for the next five years, Georgia's going to be scary good. I think they win the SEC East and the SEC Championship a couple times in the next five years. Patrick, question what do you here, think? an important question here is, is Georgia going to be a bigger rival to Alabama LSU for their to take their crown, or is Michigan going to be a tougher, not you know what I mean by rival, but tougher uh, you know matchup against Ohio State to take their crown? Ooh. I think Georgia's a tougher one. I think. I, I think I think that that uh, I think Michigan's. I mean, you can kind of see the beginning of the end for Ohio State after the Michigan State game from last year. All their players. I don't, players I don't know about leave. that. I don't know about that though. It, I, I we have this will be the year where we learn, are they like Florida was, where their good players come in and then they're done and that's a result of Urban Meyer, or are they going to be like Alabama is, where remember initially our good players left too and people want didn't want to believe in us. You know we had Mark Ingram and Mark Barron and Marcel Darius leave, but will they reload? I think they're going to be reloading. I think they're going to be the kind of team that reloads. Mark Ingram, Mark Barron, and Marcel Darius did not leave after tweeting how much they were disappointed in the coaching staff and how frustrated they were with the game. And I get that. But they've gotten rid of that offensive coordinator. Urban Meyer is still the second best coach in the country. And that might have, and I'm not saying it isn't, but that could have been just a one game thing. What about your boy Jimbo Fisher? He's not the second best coach in the country. Oh no, not by a long shot. Uh, on game day, Jimbo Fisher is 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 middle of the pack as far as as far as coaching adjustments at halftime. Uh, he, he's good at recruiting, getting kids motivated, and quarterbacks. Those are his three things. I agree with you, but I felt bad about getting mad at you about Florida State last week, so I was trying to toss you a softball. <laughs> uh, no, Jimbo Fisher's he's 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 a good coach, but he's not he's not uh he's not Urban Meyer. Let's not crazy here ladies and gentlemen that wraps up the 2015 2016 patty awards thank you so much like for all of you kind of song who participated <laughs> uh parker thank you for your analysis as an thank on-campus correspondent we we appreciate it uh happy birthday again we're gonna let you go here because patrick and i have to fill out our march madness bracket uh mine's filled out 
Mine's filled out as well, but I want to do a Pat's Interference specific bracket where you and I <laughs> fill out one together. Oh, okay. That's cool. So we're going to do that. Parker, any last words before you sign off? No, just thank you guys again for having me. I really appreciate it. This was a lot of fun. So good to good to talk to you guys as always. Thank and you very much tide. for coming on. Uh, roll Tide. Again, that is nine-time Wiffle Ball Rookie of the Year uh, title holder Parker Rhodes. Uh, thank you so much for coming on, Parker. We'll celebrate your birthday soon. Have a good one, buddy. Roll Tide, guys. All right, Patrick. All right. And we also one more thing. We want to say thank you to the 58 bazillion people that voted. Yeah, a lot, a lot of votes here. A lot of votes. Or really here. like 13. Patrick, <laughs> pull, pull up a bracket. Pull up a bracket. Let's get this All right, I'll going. Pull, yeah, I'll pull up one of those blank ones. We'll, we're gonna, uh, I guess we're, we're going to jump into that. How long is that podcast going to be? I, you know, I was hoping for an hour, but since we're nine minutes away and we got to get through an entire March Madness bracket, I, I think it's going to be a little over an hour. All righty. All righty. Let's do it. All right. We're going to start at the South region, all right? We're just going to rip through all the games. We're going to go through them. If we agree, we're not going to stop and talk about the game. If we disagree, one of us, we're going to 12 angry minute. One of us is going to have to... We watched... Uh, my wife and I watched that movie two weekends ago. That is a great film. That is Uncanny. A, which, I've got to ask, which one did you watch? Did you watch the 1950s version or the later version they made in the 70s, 80s? 50s. So it was black and white. Yes. Excellent. Excellent movie. Uh, Top... 10 movie for me, for sure. Anyway, let's yeah. not bore the good people. Oh, let's end this episode. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go. The South region, like I said, if we agree with them, we'll just keep going. If we don't, we'll talk to each other. We'll figure it out. Kansas and Austin P. who you got? Oh, we're doing this right now. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, Kansas and Austin P. obviously Kansas. Let me open up one of those interactive ones while you're talking. Okay. Colorado and uh, UConn. I picked UConn. I'm going UConn, too. A lot of people taking Colorado in this one, Patrick. But there's just something about UConn. Maybe it's the fact that my favorite basketball player of all time, Ray Allen, went there. But I love me some UConn. Maryland or South Dakota State? Maryland. Got to take the dirty turf, Scott Van Pelt style. Cal, Hawaii. Cal. Arizona, Wichita State. Arizona. Wichita State did win by 20 today, though. Wichita State whipped the crap out of Vanderbilt, which was hilarious to watch. Uh, again, Nashville getting a lot of shout-outs today. Uh, I think Arizona's sneaky good. I, I do, too. I do, too. Miami or Buffalo? Miami is a sports director here in Panama City, Florida, as a team that I have been covering a lot, and i got to think they're not going to slip up against Buffalo. Iowa or Temple? I'm going Temple. I don't think Iowa's got the players. I, You know, I, t- I picked the same thing, Patrick. We have yet to disagree. Villanova. Nova. Or, uh, no yeah, upsets. There's no reason Temple. to go through that. Okay. We're just going to continue through the South bracket, and then we'll name our final four and then get out. How's that? Sure. Kansas, UConn. Kansas. I'm going Kansas as well. Maryland or Cal? Cal. See, I'm going Maryland. Now, why are you picking Cal? I think – I think uh, I can't remember the dude's name, but Cal's got a dude that's a, that's a bona fide first-round pick. And, and there's obviously no reason to debate because it's the tournament. Um, just when I pick the tournament and I'm terrible at picking the tournament, I always pick dudes like teams that I know have that extra good player. You know what I mean? I, I, I get it. I completely get it. I just, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll give you Maryland. I, I love the dirty terps. So we'll give I, you Maryland. I, I, I don't like think Maryland. either of us. And I don't think it matters because I think whoever goes on is going to get beat by Kansas the next night. 
Yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter. Arizona or Miami? What I picked or what I think. I think Arizona would beat Miami. I, I'm i taking Arizona Miami's here, a, too. Miami's we just said they were sneaky team. good. Uh, Miami's a slow team that shoots like 50% from free throw line. That's true. And I, you don't win you don't win many tournament games when you shoot that bad from the free throw line. No, and I, I don't think that uh, Arizona is the type of team that's um, – Arizona's defense is really, really tough to beat, especially when you're not shooting that many free throws. So I'm going to take Arizona there. Temple or Villanova? Nova. I'm taking Villanova as well. Uh, all right. Kansas or Maryland? Kansas. Arizona or Villanova? I'm going Arizona here. I think Ooh. Arizona's the sneak team. I, I picked them as the sneak team that I think will make it far. I picked Villanova, but we'll take Arizona for funsies. All right. Kansas or Arizona? At this point, i got to go Kansas. And this looks nothing like my bracket that I did at work because I kind of catered it to what I wanted to talk about on air. Not going to lie. Fair but enough. We'll go Kansas. I had Miami in my final four there just so I could say that I did it to the lovely viewers. Right. Right. Okay. Uh. Then we've got, let's see, what, what region do you want to tackle next? Let's do Midwest. Midwest region. Love it. Virginia or Hampton? UVA. Agreed. Texas Tech or Butler? Butler. Let's see, I'm taking Butler as well. I like Butler's style. I think it really hurt when uh, when uh, Brad, it's Brad Stevens, correct? Yeah. Brad Stevens left. He's done wonders with the Boston Celtics since then. But uh, I still think the prestige of that program will carry him. Uh, not far in this tournament, but at least past Texas Tech. Purdue or Arkansas Little Rock? Purdue. That is not my 5-12 to 12 upset. Uh, Iowa State or Iona? I picked Iona. See, I took and Iowa I State. Only, Why did you take Iona? I, out, of, out of damn spite, because last year I was a big believer in the Iowa teams, and I had Northern Iowa in my Final Four, and all of them did terrible. I'm picking Iona. Can we pick that upset, please? Yeah, sure. All right, cool. Gonzaga or Seton Hall? Seton Hall. Don't let the name Gonzaga fool you. See, I've got I've got the Zags. That's my 11 to 6. All right, we'll give you Zags. I've got the Zags. We've got Utah, Fresno State. Utah. I'm taking Utah as well. Dayton or Syracuse? I went with the Qs. They're the orange. They got some good players. See, Underachieving I, this year. I, I think that uh, I think that Syracuse got seeded a little bit too high. For a team that went 10th in the ACC, I think a 10 seed is a bit high. Michigan State or MTSU? Well, who did we end up picking? Who are we going to click on? I'll give you Dayton. That's that's I'll a more Dayton. popular pick. Michigan I, I, State. I'm really pulling for Dayton. I'm taking Michigan State there as well. So Michigan State or Dayton. Let's work our way back up. All right, Michigan State. Agreed. Utah or Gonzaga? Utah. Agreed. Iona or Purdue? Iona doesn't do it twice in a row. We're going Purdue. I'm going Purdue as well. Butler or Virginia? Virginia, defense. Virginia or uh, who, who did we say? Purdue. Purdue. He's going UVA. Going with UVA as well. Uh, then we've got, let's see, who's next? Michigan U- State, Utah. I'm yeah, Michigan State, Utah. Spartans. Going with Sparty. Love it. Got to give them something because we beat the crap out of them 38 nothing. I'm giving them against UVA, too. I'm picking Michigan State. All right. I, I like it. I like it. We've got Kansas and Michigan State in the Final Four. Patrick, what region is next? We're at the East. Let's go to the East region. North Carolina versus Florida. Gulf Coast University. Tie Heels. Tie Heels. USC or Providence? 
I hate to put them against winning against Dunk City, but you got to. You uh, got USC. To. See, I'm taking Providence. My boss is a big Providence fan. Uh, right, I I'll doubt give you Providence. I'll give you Providence if you give me Chattanooga. I like my Friars. You know I'm going to give you Chattanooga. I love Chattanooga in that matchup. 12-5, no one's picking UTC. Everyone who didn't go to Tennessee or Alabama from my high school went to UTC. I'm taking Chattanooga. Kentucky or Stony Brook University, Patrick? Kentucky. I'm taking Kentucky as well. Notre Dame or whoever wins the play. Michigan. Do, do what now? Michigan over Notre Dame. Okay. All right. I like it. I like it. West Virginia or uh, who is that? Stephen F. Austin. And West Virginia is playing some sneaky good basketball right now. Very good basketball. Very good basketball. I'm taking West Virginia as well. Wisconsin or Pitt? Wisconsin. See, I went, I went Pitt. But now that I'm looking at it, Wisconsin's strength of schedule ranked 17th. That and now they have final – or their coach, rather, has Final Four experience. Championship experience. That's a good point. I think that I think that could be good enough to get him out of the first round. Xavier or Weber State. I wanted to pick Weber State to be weird, but I, I gotta go with Xavier. Got to Xavier or Wisconsin. Uh, Zave. West Virginia or uh, Michigan. Uh, Mountaineers. I'm taking the Mountaineers as well. Kentucky or Chattanooga. Kentucky. Uh, we've got Providence and UNC. Tar Heels. Love it. Tar Heels or Kentucky. That's going to be a fun matchup, Patrick. I picked Kentucky. You picked Kentucky. See, I picked the Tar Heels. Now, what's your what's your reasoning behind Kentucky? Well, I said the talent thing, and it's hard to argue with talent on either side, but I don't – I just – Kentucky the last couple of years in the tournament has just – has been on, man. Let's, let's go with Kentucky then. I like it. I think that – when you look at what Roy Williams does in the tournament versus what John Calipari does in the tournament, I think you got to go with Kentucky. I like it. I like it. We're going. We're going Wildcats over Tar Heels. There, we've got West Virginia or Xavier. I want West Virginia. West Virginia or Kentucky. I want Kentucky. I like Kentucky too. So right now our final four teams are Kansas, Michigan State, and Kentucky. Patrick, and last this, region. The, the West, West is the fun one. The West is extremely fun. You get Oregon as the one seed coming out of this region. Side note, were you surprised? I thought it was going to be Michigan State. I did too. But uh, or Oregon's not getting respect, and that's that's what's weird in this region. Oregon is not even the most picked team in the region. It's Oklahoma. Yeah. Who has been off and on for me. And when you got to win one, two, three, four, like five, six straight games or whatever it is, I don't want to pick a team that's off and on. And you're potentially going to play one of your big rivals. Yeah. Tra- like traditional rivals. They're either going to play Texas A&M or Texas, in my mind, in the Sweet 16. Right. So we're oh. obviously picking Oregon first, though, because 16 never beats one. Oregon, St. Joe's or Cincinnati? I want St. Joe's because I'm Catholic. All right. I like it. We'll go with St. Joe's. Baylor or Yale? I don't think Baylor gives Yale or Bay, I don't think Yale gives Baylor any trouble. I honest. don't either. I think this is I think this is the widest margin of victory for the five twelves. Completely agree. Duke or North Carolina Wilmington. Dukies. Gotta love the Dukies. Duke, 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 Duke. Texas or Northern Iowa. Screw Northern Iowa. I'm uh, going Texas. Shock is smart. Longhorns. Texas A and M or Wisconsin Green Bay. A and M. Got to go with A and M. Gonna love that Texas Texas A&M matchup, Patrick. Oregon State or VCU? 
Shaka Smart's not there anymore. Don't let the name fool you. I'm going Oregon State. I'm going Oregon State as well. Really like what Pac-12 basketball has done this year. Oklahoma or CS. Oh, good Lord. California State University in Bakersfield. Thank you. Good Lord. Can we just go ahead and say Oklahoma and continue? Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Oklahoma or Oregon State? Oklahoma. Texas A&M or Texas? I'm picking A&M. I'm going A&M as well. Duke or Baylor? This is Duke's loss. I went with Baylor. I went with Baylor as well. Cincinnati or Oregon? Oregon. Oregon or Baylor? You say Joe's or Oregon, but it don't matter. We both picked Oregon. This is Oregon's loss. I went Baylor. I went Baylor as well. Texas A&M or Oklahoma? A&M, baby. You're going to A&M. See, I went Oklahoma. Let's, let's talk about this one a little bit. Schedule of, or Strength of schedule, Oklahoma ranks 12th. They rank 6th in the RPI versus the strength of schedule for Texas A&M is 51st, and the RPI is 18th. Don't get me wrong. Oklahoma should win this. But I picked A&M because I wanted to. And, I mean, I can give you Oklahoma, but A&M is one of my final four teams. Um, And that's only because of the storyline of the fact that the SEC only had three teams in were incredibly disappointing. And it almost reminded me of football, where we were having a quote-unquote down, disappointing year, and then we had uh, destroyed the bowl games. So I was like, oh, man, can you imagine if we had two teams in the final? That's the only reason I did it. I think Texas A&M's getting hot at the right time, too. I mean, you look at the yeah. game they played in the SEC Championship game. You know what? I'll go ahead and I'll give you Texas A&M. Sweet. I like it. Texas A&M or Baylor? A&M. All right. So your final four teams for Pat's interference, we have Kansas, Kentucky, Michigan State, and Texas A&M. Patrick, the Jayhawks taking on the Aggies. Who you got? Uh, I... We're, I know you're going to end up winning this one, but I never, ever, ever put the number one seed in the final. Never. Not the number one overall. It's And it's my thing. It's just my personal, the way I do it. Because I don't like to. It's not fun for me to root that way. And I always pick Kansas, but this year they're the number one overall, so I couldn't pick Kansas. So I put A&M in the final. But I know you're going to beat me in the argument, so you decide. I, 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 I think we should go with Kansas. All right, if we're trying to be right here, we'll go with Kansas. They're first in RPI and first in strength of schedule. I just I don't know how you don't put them in. Yeah. They, they're only allowing they've, 67 points a game and they're scoring 82 points a game. It's And just, I'm talking I'm talking about consistency and they've been the most consistent team since uh, about January. I I, I just I, I think we got to go with Kansas, man. I'm sorry. All right. Nope, Kansas is in. But Michigan State, I'm taking over Kentucky. I'm taking Michigan State over Kentucky as well. Kansas, Michigan State, who's your champion? I'm picking Izzo, baby. Izzo. I love Izzo. Love it. Love it. That, ladies and gentlemen, will conclude this episode of Pat's Interference. Patrick, you got time for a quick sound off. What you got? My quick sound off was, if it's going to be quick, and I just only thought of this because of what Parker said earlier, um, the Washington Redskins ruined Robert Griffin, by the way. I agree. This was this – was, and Robert Griffin had a couple character flaws, but coming out of the draft, he was a golden child. He was. And everybody said he was great. He was a great teammate. He was a great worker. He had these crazy socks. I don't think that just flipped overnight because he became not as good of a player. He got injured, and he was completely mismanaged. Yes. That's yes. what happened to him. I, I think there was a lot of things going on in that organization that were not his fault that somewhat sort of 
turned him into this. I, I don't know. I just I hope he can pull himself out of it because I I think he got dealt a bad hand there. With well, when you get a coach that comes in and just inherits a guy coming off a torn ACL that you just gave up five or six draft picks for, you probably are going to want to put your own fingerprint on the regime. My sound Boy, off. Boy, did is, that work? My sound off is people who complain about good manners. I I don't like it when I say yes sir or yes ma'am to someone and they give me lip about how uh, you don't call me that. You're did you just ma'am me? Of course I just ma'am you. It's not an age thing, it's a respect thing. If I'm on a date with a girl, yes ma'am. If I'm talking to a 5-year-old woman, yes ma'am. If I'm talking to you, you ask me a question, yes sir. It's a respect thing, Patrick. It's not an age thing. It pisses me off. That's my sound off. That is the conclusion of this episode. You can find us on Twitter at PI underscore podcast on Facebook at Pat's Interference. That's P-A-T apostrophe S interference. You can find our website at patsinterference.com. And oh yeah, all of our episodes are on iTunes because we're tight with Steve Jobs and Apple like that. I'm Patrick Norwood. He's Patrick Brittman. Next week, we'll talk about a lot more. March Madness will be in full swing. We might talk a little bit of golf, Patrick, so study up, if you will, because the Masters are right around the corner. And spring practice will be underway. Spring practice. Oh, my second favorite season at Alabama, spring football. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. This has been a huge, huge, huge dream of ours. We've really, really always wanted to do this. Y'all make this possible. We love doing it every week or every week and a half. When it's season two, it's the off season. We take a couple days off, so shoot us. Patrick, always a pleasure. Good talking to you. Good folks. Likewise, we'll talk my to buddy. you next week. Roll Tide. <laughs>